We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into edition uh, episode 133 of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski here for uh, this Monday, November the 20th uh, edition of the show. Probably going to be a little shorter show than usual today. We've both got stuff uh, got stuff going on. I've got a lot of writing I've got to do. Obviously, the team that I cover, Ole Miss, plays on Thursday. That's the rumor. Instead of Saturday, which means that uh, pushing a lot of things up, just taped with Pete Deweese uh, earlier, for example. I normally do that on Wednesday night. Did that today on Monday afternoon, so that's done. But still, it's made for some shuffling. So um, anyway, how are you? I'm doing a lot better now that I just crushed this peach nectarine. The rainstorm is going to get me through today. And not only is it rainstorm, it is peach nectarine rainstorm. I almost grabbed one, but I was I was afraid that it would impact my ability to sleep later. But I, I thought, thought you should, this, you should crush them all week. I, I probably should. I've got I've got a, my physical exam tomorrow, so I've got to get up and go to the doctor and do all that stuff. So they will go like, "You're a Greek god if you drink rainstorm before you go." I'll be like, "It's unbelievable." Yeah, what you your body's doing? You got to fast before you go in for that. Eh. Rookie, you got to go the physical. Yeah. Like the physical? No, no, I, I did that. No, not that one. I've done that already. You know what I can't figure out? What's that? About the physical? You're talking about when you get the when prostate you get, exam? When you get your prostate stuff? check. You uh-huh. know what I can't figure out? What's up? That to the best of my recollection, 54 years ago, 54 years ago, mm-hmm. we put three human beings in a tin can and yep. shot them to the moon. Yep. And then we brought them back home safely. But here we are 54 years later, and you're telling me the best way to tell if I have prostate cancer is for somebody to stick their finger up my ass? It's a good point. <laughs> they, I think they have kind of come a long way with some of the blood work. The, Something. Come on. It's yeah. been 54 years, Neil. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, all right. We're brought to you, as, as he said, by uh, Rain Total Body Fuel. 
uh, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We're also brought to you, as all of our content is, by Twisted Tea. Tell you more about Twisted Tea a little later in the show. Neil, Cooper Chevrolet chat is already hopping today. It is Black Friday every day in November. Although Black Friday is this coming Friday, it's every day at Cooper Chevrolet in Buick and Aniston. Cooper just received a huge truckload of brand new Chevy Tahoes, Silverado pickups in every trim with over 200 new Chevys, Buicks, and quality pre-owned, many with an extended warranty backed by Car Bravo. Cooper is sure to have the right vehicle at the right price. Check them out at coopershevrolet.com. We uh, we'll get to some life, different kind of life advice a little later. That's brought to you by State Farm Agent Cole Waters. He's licensed in auto, home, life, health, insurance, business, pet insurance for the whole state of Georgia. Contact Cole at 706-525-7850. You can also find him at ColeWaltersInsurance.com. All right, so let's, uh, let's little, crank her up. Yeah, a little bit of news: uh, people getting fired, people not getting fired. Uh, yeah, over it's the not really Black Monday-ish. You know what I mean? Like we can't go part three just yet. That'll be for next week. Right. Next this this coming Monday will be a fun show, I imagine. Yeah. Um, Dino Babers uh, finally got fired at Syracuse. Um, he he had his shot. You know what I mean? Like as a got a long time. Got had a long time, and he did a good job. I mean, it's just that's that's a tough job. Um, I think we were talking about in the office this morning how tough of a job that is. It's uh, uh, this NIL world now changes all these jobs, and if you're not competitive NIL wise, it does not matter who you hire. So that's got to be, in my opinion, more important than even the coach that you hire. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the most important thing. But um, and then news that we've kind of got we were we got it, then we didn't get it, and it was back on, back off, back on, back off. But Sam Pittman officially going to get another year at Arkansas. Good thing, man. I think Good thing. I like Sam. I think for Arkansas, it was a financial decision uh, on a couple of fronts. One, they protest about this, but I think they protest too much, which probably gives away the, the truth. I think they know they've got to get themselves more competitive NIL in football. Yep. And then two, they have committed a lot of money to renovating Bud Walton Arena and uh, their basketball arena. And uh, that money is committed. And it's a project that they're they're determined to do as they should. It's one of the better, one of the better basketball atmospheres in all of college college basketball. But um, if you drop fifteen million on firing and hiring coaches, kind of hard to when that money that money was designated for the arena. It's kind of difficult to do. Kind of difficult to do it both. But now let's 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 be perfectly clear. He goes into next season on the hottest of hot seats. Yeah. And their schedule's brutal. Their roster's not good. The odds of him surviving this a year from now, in my opinion, and I, I like I like Sam. I hope he does well. But the odds of him this not being repeated with a different outcome next year are really slim. Yeah, they they have to get let me ask you a question. If if Kendall was there this year, how many games are different? I mean the seven three Mississippi State game. Yeah, I mean maybe a few, but that that's not an excuse. I'm just asking. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the, the Mississippi State game's probably different. The BYU game's probably different, and that solves it right there. Um, maybe they win one of the games that maybe they beat LSU. Um, I think what saved him a little bit, with the exception of the Auburn debacle for him, was that defensively it looks like Travis Williams and his staff did a good job. They did. They played better than I gave them credit for at the beginning of the year for sure. But 
he's got his hands remarkably full going yeah. into next season. I mean, I'm pulling up their schedule for next year. We don't know the dates on it, right? But it's it's uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. They open with Arkansas Pine Bluff. Week two, they go to Oklahoma State. I mean, who scheduled that? <laughs> uh, week th- same guy that scheduled BYU and Liberty. Week three, um, week three, they 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 play uh, UAB at home. Okay, just win that. Looks like they have a bye in week four, but that could be just that there's a schedule thing. Well, they haven't set the SEC though yet, they, right? Well, they haven't, and I don't know who their fourths. They, they've got another non-con. They've got a schedule. Okay, so I'm sure. Assuming that will be a a, a pretty easy. No, I, I take it back. So they've got. Wasn't that supposed to be the return for Texas? Nope. So their other their other non-league game is Louisiana Tech at home November 23rd. That's probably a win. So depending on and Oklahoma State, that's tough. I mean, they three and one in the non-league. Then their league games, Texas A&M and Arlington, one last time. LSU at home. Ole Miss at home. Tennessee at home. And Texas at home. So the Texas A&M game for them is a, is a road game. Okay. Uh, then they get at Auburn, at Mississippi State, at Missouri. Yeah. So slog. SEC, welcome. That's a slog. And so you figure for him to survive it, he's got to get at least seven wins. Yeah. And so he needs to go 4-0 non-con in a bad way. Needs to win that game in Stillwater. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, they they played hard. I mean, that's the thing is like they played hard. It's just like every other league. I mean – Every other SEC team, man, it's just the league's difficult. And, again, you said it from the jump, losing those not – you can't afford – if you're not well, – at any point in time to survive a hiring and firing in this league, you have to go 4-0 in your non-cons. Period. Period. The game the, – the, the game that – the two games that really haunt him – and we'll get off Arkansas here – the two games that really haunt him are, are Liberty a year ago and then uh, BYU. BYU this year. I mean, yeah. kind of as BYU season has unfolded, that's an inexcusable loss. And then losing at home to Mississippi State, didn't have Will Rogers, inexcusable. I was there that day. The atmosphere was bad. If you had – this is a gamble on Hunter Juracek's part. It really is. This is this is Hunter Juracek putting his ass on the line. Yeah. And they got – they got they've got politics too. They've got that old guard that wants Malzahn – and then you got a new guard that doesn't. You they got to figure some stuff out. One hundred percent. Yeah. So it's. They, I told you this. They remind me a little bit of where Ole Miss was 2018, 2019. Yep. Where you got a lot of politics at play, a lot of stuff that just it stops you from being able to kind of ever get any synergy, and then you lose a close game, and the close game haunts you, and then you lose another one, and it just you can't quite get there, and then this it turned into media stuff, and I mean. To Pittman's credit, he said, hey, look, this is killing recruiting, which tells me that he probably told Juracek, if you fire me, fire me. But if you're asking me to stay, letting this drag out for another two weeks. Yeah. But again, I go back to just because someone has a position of power doesn't mean they're a great leader. It doesn't mean that they're a decisive leader. Decisive being the key word. Well, I mean, like, not to go back down, because we got stuff to get to. With you guys in 2019. Mm Mm-hmm. The mistake was letting it linger out there, coming out for coming out forcefully. We we are not making a change. Period. 
And then standing up when when people in boosters go, I'm gonna, not going to give you money. Okay, then don't. <laughs> that's that's where you have to be. You can't be wishy washy, flip floppy. It doesn't work. It do, leadership doesn't work like that. It, no. And 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 that that applies to college athletics as well. It does. All right, Neil. You know what time it is? Uh, yeah. I, I think time. I went five, five and one. Is that right? You went five, five and one. That's what I thought. No blood. I am currently six and four with one game to go tonight. Okay. So I'm gaining. You got it. Chiefs tonight? I got, no, I got Eagles. You got Eagles plus three? Two, plus two and a half. Two and a half. All right. I got the Eagles plus two and a half. So if I can get the Eagles, I mean, fly, Eagles, fly. If I can get the Eagles to cover tonight, I will have made up three units on you this week. Okay. Which will be a big – now we got us a ball game going the last two weeks. And if the Eagles don't, you would have made up one, one. unit. Which, okay. eh, it's, it's a big game. Okay. It's a two-unit swing. Got it. It's a two-unit swing tonight. So I need you to pull for the Eagles for me tonight. And I told Bob – Bob was telling about – was talking to Bob today, asking him where he was in the world. He's got to go to Seattle. He's got to go somewhere else, he said. And I said, yep. And then right after that, you got to go to the haunted house with me. He didn't like that. He told my ass I better win. So, gotcha. All right, Neil. The first game you had the Jacksonville State Gamecocks minus eight and a half. The Fighting Rich Rods. Easy. Played money. La Tech. They win fifty six to seventeen. It's easy money. That was free money. Yes. Uh, Greg Cooper Chevrolet from Cooper Chevrolet did tell me to tell you thank you on that one, but he was going to bet that anyway. He was out in Vegas for the F one race. Okay. And uh, he did hit that one. That was free money. Uh, big win for Neil Brown and the West Virginia Mountaineers as mm-hmm. they beat Cincinnati 42-21. to You had West Virginia minus 6.5. Off to a hot start, Neil. You were 2-0. and Yep. And then your Iowa Hawkeyes. Can't miss an extra They're point. not your Iowa Hawkeyes. They're my Iowa Hawkeyes they because they said point. they got the extra point blocked. They said, you know what? Tyler needs this unit. Tyler needs this unit more than Neil. I mean, I was just thinking right there, just make the extra point. Get a, we'll, we'll get a push. We'll get a push. Nope. I, was, I was good with the push. They said Tyler needed the unit. They get the PAT blocked. Uh, they win 15-13 against Illinois. Uh, still went under again. <laughs> they can't make the unders nope. low enough. They can't make the unders low enough. Um, And the easiest win, and I, we better get some love up in here because this we called this one out, Wyoming minus 13 and a half. They beat the Fighting Rainbows from Hawaii. They did. 42 to 9, Neil. Yeah, it was, again, easy. easy money. The one I'm I'm mad at myself on a couple. I'm mad at myself that I didn't follow my instincts and just take Georgia and lay the points. I know you did. I did. And then the other one was Oregon, minus the points. Just take hot teams this time of year. Speaking of taking hot teams now, this time of, course, of year. Now, of course, if I followed my gut a little bit, I would have taken Missouri and laid points, and I would have lost that one. So, You did take a hot team this next one. You took the James Madison Dukies minus eight, and they lose in overtime. So this is twenty six twenty three. So people looking for trends that love that stupid, horrible morning show on Saturday morning. My <laughs> God, that show's so bad. You people that watch that religiously, I bless your hearts. I get it. You love college football, and it's on in the background, and blah blah blah. But it's, that show is so bad. <laughs> it is so bad. I actually watched like an hour of it for its badness on Saturday. <laughs> But here's the here's, this is this is like two years in a row, when they go to a group of five hot team and do the whole deal, that team either loses or wins on a freak hail mary. Okay. There's a trend for you. So next year when they go to like 
wherever, Old Dominion, because they're hot, bet against them. <laughs> it's a distraction for those teams. Yeah. The moment becomes too big. It was big. There was a lot. They had a great turnout. I watched a little bit of it on Saturday morning. God, that show's bad. I don't. I, I do not watch it as much as I used to. I will watch it as soon as I wake up instead of watching the news for about 30 minutes while I drink my coffee, and then I'll watch the very end of it as I'm waiting for the ESPN game. To I will say this. As the SEC now goes into full partnership mode come July 1, the Fox Big Ten Saturday show, yeah. Big Noon Kickoff or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. is 3,000 times better okay. than game day. I'll, I'll have that on, too, when I'm watching an 11 a.m. game on Fox. Right. So they got to they got to figure that out a little bit. That shows they they're gonna have to make that show better. Well, you can tell people don't like McAfee. They're trying to protect Corso. You got a lot of stuff going on. Well, here's the thing: is some people do like McAfee. No, to me, the people on the set don't like him. Well, Herbie does. Herbie does. Okay. Now the, I'm with you on the others, yeah. right? The other ones. It's a demographic. You got to be. You, that's got to be what you like. I mean, yeah. he you either like him or you don't like him. It's the same thing. Like the older demographic, all the Carls that have wives named Karen, they don't like him. It's too much. Yeah, they don't like him. And but the younger people do, and it's very evident if you watch his Friday afternoon show. He does live. Hell, they're getting more people at his Friday afternoon show, more college students than are there for game day. Yeah. It's an age thing. They got to figure out what they're trying to do too much. In my opinion, why the show's not very, very successful is they're trying to hit every single demographic. Yep. Instead of hitting, they had that sweet spot where they were, they, they had basically people like us. Okay. Old farts. And now they started now by trying to get the younger demographic, they've pissed the old people off. And now they've pissed the younger people off because you won't get rid of Corso. No, in fairness, I've disliked the show for a long time. But there was a time when you liked it. There was a time that I thought it was entertaining, and yeah. that, that moment has passed. Yeah. All right, Neil, you had your money line, your plus 220 money line. You had the North Carolina Tar Heels against Clemson. They lose 31 to 20. Yeah, I don't have any regrets there. Uh, no. I mean, good game. They played with them. They just, they just couldn't, they weren't good enough. Um, and I, th- there was no other, there was no other money line that I loved. I mean, I could sit here and tell you that I love New Mexico State money line, but I didn't. I mean, I I, I didn't. I did not think New Mexico. You had State a better would. chance of hitting that when you did the FIU one. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't do that, dude. I literally, when they had the lead in the first quarter, I said, I mean, I bet Neil is going. Mm. No, uh, before I flipped over to the Thunder and the Warriors on on Saturday night, that was on one of the TVs, and you, even though FIU was like it was like 14 13 or something. Arkansas was dominating line of scrimmage, and you're like, "This is this is going just a matter of time. It's going to get out of hand in a minute." And sure enough, all right, Neil, I went I went four and two in college. I had the Georgia Bulldogs minus ten against the Tennessee Vols. Yep, that was a complete ass kicking. Complete ass kicking. They're playing like a national championship team right now. If you just want to get technical about it, after the first play of the game, the score was thirty eight to three from then on out. Yeah, man, boy, Tennessee was loving life. They're going to pull the upset after one play. Nope. Georgia up 38-3 after that one. Georgia has one weakness right now. For the sixth straight week, they've given up a touchdown on the opening drive to the other team. And after that, they're just lights out. So They fit it wrong the very first run. They fit it completely wrong. Kirby's quote was hilarious. He said he told, what's his face? He says, look, if we're not going to do it, just get it over with. <laughs> so one play, boom, there he goes. All right, let's get adjusted and go. But, wow, they're really, really good. Uh, uh 
Beck's not getting enough credit for how good of a quarterback he is right now. He's spinning it. He's really good right now. He's playing with confidence. They're, 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 they're very good up front. He gets lots of time. He's playing with a lot of confidence. Them, they don't get enough credit there. Yeah. Best best offensive line playing right now in college football, period, is the Georgia offensive line. Yeah. I mean, they're 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 doing it both in pass and run game. He's got all day back there, and he does not – I mean, he, he is throwing with confidence, and he's got weapons. With I'm telling you, the – um, uh, what's my guy's name? Tight end. Uh, uh, Brock Bowers. Holy shit. Brock Bowers, CTE, I apologize. Him going out for a little bit, forcing him to do other things with the ball is going to end up helping them in the long run. They're playing – they're the best team in the country playing right now. All right, Neil, I had the Northwestern, the fighting Bob Rucados. Distinguished alumni game. I had Northwestern plus three against Purdue. Um, and they won outright 23 to 15. They dominated the game. Defensively, they they played their ass off. They they bend on break. They turned they created turnovers in, in their own red zone. They stopped them on fourth and goal twice. Uh, but they they won the game outright, getting bowl eligible in Evanston after after all that. Yeah. It's pretty really impressive. Great story. All right, Neil. Then I had Mississippi State minus 14 against uh, the fighting Will Halls of Southern Miss. Um, this was – they just – Mississippi State couldn't get anything done on offense. Um, neither could Mississippi State. They uh, they kind of grinded it out a little bit, settled for a couple field goals, uh, ended up, you know, covering late. But, you know, Southern Miss got a kickoff return for a touchdown – but they didn't, and they had like a big play or whatever it was, but they didn't really sustain any drives against State. They hit big plays or whatever. Um, probably a little closer than I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. Uh, with Rodgers and March playing, March went down early again, the hamstring. He came back out. He, you could tell he was struggling. Uh, Rodgers was rusty. He was 12 for 27. Yeah. yeah, he was rusty, was late on a lot of throws, um, throws that he usually makes. Now, the one thing I did notice moving forward as we start talking about this week later on, uh, brought some concepts out of the woodworks on that one. There was yeah. some, there was some old school pass concepts brought out that hasn't been done before. So I think it'll be interesting moving forward. They look like they were practicing some things, some concepts, some old stuff. Some uh, um, oh, it's a free shot for them Thursday. It's a chance stuff. to play, chance to play spoiler, which is something they're really good at. In a bet, I instantly um, regretted as soon as I picked it. I was like, that was stupid. As I was in my truck driving home. I took USC minus six and a half against UCLA. Why? Why did I do that? Why? I don't know. Me neither. Because they got their ass kicked. They did. Well, I mean, there was a lot of talk about Chip Kelly going into the week, whether he'd been – so you, it was, it, you could think, well, maybe UCLA is kind of chaotic. But the truth is we're underestimating how chaotic it is at USC right now. It's a mess. Yeah. They've got a problem. That was probably Caleb Williams' final game. I'm sure it was. Um, they've got issues. They Lincoln Riley wrote a big check with his mouth, and he can't cash it. They've lost five of the last six, and the collection agencies are coming to get the money now, and so they've got problems. They're they're not they're not good. Look, here's the message for them, and they know it. And I don't know how you fix this overnight. We talked about Pittman a minute ago. What's coming for USC is kind of predictable, and that is if you can't be any more physical than this on defense. If you can't be any more balanced than this on offense, if you can't be more physical at the line of scrimmage, you're, we, we make all the Iowa and Illinois jokes you want to make. Make them till you're blue in the face. 
you're going to have a hard time scoring on on those teams with without more balance and without a, a gifted quarterback like they have. And then defensively, you're going to have a hard time stopping the middle of the pack Big Ten Big Ten teams. They're in and they're in for a rude awakening week over week over week over week in that league. I mean, how about this gifted quarterback that they had? Yeah, he's gone. Now you got like now you're breaking in a new dude. They were so good on offense because of him. The throw, the touchdown throw he makes the other night, there's not another quarterback on this planet, on this planet, I said it, on the, that makes that throw. Like he – Well, he's gone. He was running for – you can't yeah. – you don't replace that. No, he's gone. That's what people – oh, we'll go get us another quarterback. You don't – those guys don't fall off trees. No. That's a generational talent. Yeah, I mean, look around college football and all the teams that are playing with just very pedestrian quarterbacks. Yeah, don't. they've they've had they've had a super gifted quarterback coming off a of Heisman, and now they've lost what five games, five of six. I mean, this is this is there's issues. There's issues, and yeah. they're going to get further exposed in the Big Ten. All right, Neil. The other one that I that I love that I had, I should have made one of these my money line and just stuck with it. But uh, NC State had them plus three at Virginia Tech. They dumped completely dominated the game. They did one hundred percent. They're playing really well. Big right win now. for them. Playing really, Doran's got those guys playing really, really well. Um, they got a chance. They got a big game against North Carolina. We'll talk about briefly. We'll cover the spread here in a minute, but uh, they got a chance to win nine games, dude. Yeah, yeah, nine and three for, at NC State. We talked about that this morning. is is a hell of an accomplishment. People do the he's boring thing and all that stuff, but they win. Yep. All right, in a game, uh, took the money line. Iowa State plus uh, two forty seven money line against Texas. Final score was twenty six to sixteen. They just could not finish drives. Couldn't get anything going offensively. Uh, Texas kind of dominated the game, uh, and it was really from an athletic standpoint. Uh, Iowa State played good defense, but they were just big plays, speed, hurt them, things like that. Uh, field position was a big thing in this game. I watched mm -hmm. the whole game. I love my guys at Iowa State. They, he's got, they're tough. They have some tough asses now. They just couldn't defensively. It was very difficult. They have, they have two true freshmen starting up front on the offensive line, trying to block those big guys, and protection-wise, they were having to do quick game, and you can only do so much quick game. Texas, to its credit, keeps hanging on. They By just, a thread. They just keep finding ways to win. By a thread. But they, they played – that was a, the best that they've looked in probably, I don't know, a month. But they're the opposite of USC. They're going into the SEC. I mean, they're going to take their lumps a little bit, but I think they're going into a new league with a, a lot a lot healthier, a lot more prepared than SC is. Yeah, ain't no doubt. Um, all right, SEC games that wasn't on our sheet. We need to breeze over real quick. The New Mexico State Aggies, the fighting grinds. I saw grind in the chat, in the Cooper Chevrolet chat, so he's alive. Shoo. The fighting New Mexico State Aggies. Would Diego go into Jordan Hare and win 31 to 10? 31 to 10. I said on the show it was going to be a difficult game. I did not have the nuts to pull it as a money line, or I'd be having the lead right now. <laughs> that, well, I mean, I didn't see. I picked, I picked New Mexico State to cover in Neil's picks on rebelgrove.com, yeah. but I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. Auburn had won three games in a row. They had looked pretty good doing it. And then I just didn't see that coming. Now, I 
these things happen to Hugh sometimes where his teams kind of have a flat outing and, and they ran and, and look, New Mexico state's good. Yeah. They're, they're going to win nine games. <laughs> at least. And they did that to him at Liberty last year, almost the same score. Yeah. But that one, assuming that Saturday doesn't go well for him against Alabama. Yeah. That's going to be one that he's got to, he's got to, they got to put away. That's, that's, that's going to, that's going to eat at some of his capital. Yeah, they'll be. I mean, they, it'll all be forgotten for better or for worse uh, come Saturday. Awesome, for saying. better or for worse. Well, yeah, I mean, look, if they beat Alabama, no one will think yeah, about it. But, but even if they lose, but it's, let's people they, be pissed off about Alabama. Yeah, but, but he look, he's going to a bowl game. I was joking about this at the beginning. He's not happy today. No Auburn fans happy today. But in the big in the big picture, hey man, just go six and six the first year, man. Just go find a way to go six and six, and then next year, if you have a bad year next year. But you go seven and five, you're like, hey, we improved. We improved the game. Hey, you always, you always got to keep yourself in the spin zone, Neil. You got to keep yourself in the spin zone. I just think the spin zone's different there. I agree. But year one, look, man, they're terrible. I've said Peyton Thorne, and he had decent numbers the other day. Offensive line's bad. Receivers are bad. I will say this: the freshman Lou that got, they got playing center that they started about three or four weeks ago, he's a really good player. They're going to recruit players. Uh, they'll be better next year, and it'll give it'll make it look even that much better because you don't want to go seven and five and then repeat it after a good class. I'm looking at their schedule for next year. They're, they must be missing a game. They've got Cal at home again. Okay. Okay. New Mexico at home. The Lobos. <laughs> oh, the Lobos. Uh, ULM is at home in November. It's a good good start. And then they're missing a game here uh, that I, on this schedule. They've got uh, at Alabama. Arkansas at home, Oklahoma at home, Texas A&M at home, and Vanderbilt at home. They go to Georgia, Kentucky, and Missouri. So, yeah, Alabama. So obviously, they're missing a game. They go to at, at Alabama, at Georgia, at Kentucky, at Missouri. They get Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt at home. It's not, okay. it's not terrible. Wait, none of the Every time you read those schedules and you say that's terrible or it's not terrible, I think they're all terrible. I don't, I haven't heard one one <laughs> – one SEC slate. When you add Texas and you add Oklahoma in there, I've never heard somebody go, oh, "Yeah, that's that's an easy that's an easy schedule." It just it's it seems more difficult now. Um, and here's the other thing: we have no idea. I think if nothing else has been proven this year, you have no idea year to year anymore. No, it's true. No, no question. So like, well, like like to get back to Arkansas for a second. Today, Sam Pittman said in his press conference, "We've got." the NIL to do what we need to do in the portal. I'm like, okay, well, okay, if, you, if you do, you can change it. Yeah. So, uh, but no, that was a, uh, I did not see that coming that, I mean, did that one just them winning on a the last second field goal? Mm -mm. They beat them by 21 points. It was an ass kicking. That was, uh, that Auburn, was the Auburn got man. nothing going offensively ever. And New Mexico state eight clock made big plays, got physical, all that stuff. Um, back to the Cooper Chevrolet chat. Austin says, the New Mexico State's coach is Jerry Kill. Does he get a look at other jobs? Jerry has won everywhere he's been. You know, he had some health issues at one point in time. Uh, I think it was at Minnesota that it he was. had the health I issues. I remember that. Mm -hmm. um, but he's won everywhere he's ever been. He's been at NIU. Uh, he went to Minnesota and was winning there. Um, had some health issues and kind of did the – special assistant to the head coach stuff for a while, then got back in at New Mexico State. He's a great coach, man. 
Um, very good human being. Um, I wish him nothing but the best. But yeah, he he's up there. It, you're getting to this age thing, right? I need to be careful how I say this. We're getting into this world with, where people are paying just stupid amounts of money for head coaches, right? Mm-hmm. You got to be really careful when you're hiring coaches who I guess I call them the back nine of their career. When you go and you and you got that much money and guaranteed money invested in a coach, it's just natural. It's hard. They don't have the same drive that they did at a younger age. Sure, of course. All right. You know, I didn't even look at my check when I was 22 years old, 23 years old, 24 years old. Just go win, and it'll take care of itself. And, you know, I, I just think it's very difficult – to do and things got to be careful of. And, you know, I think there's been some, some programs that have been victim of that. Um, Missouri uh, beats Florida, walks it off 33-31. Uh, big story out of this is t- t- uh, Graham Mertz out for the year. He's got, I think he had a dislo- uh, well, displaced fracture in his collarbone. Uh, dude, rough, rough hit. He did it running over, you know, yeah. running through people. Yeah. And he tried to throw the next time. He just, he felt it. Like, I was like, it was very – I mean, it was a sudden impact. Um, and then Max Brown, the freshman, comes in. I mean, did you watch the end of the game? I did not. I was watching – I mean, I've, I've subsequently seen it. This kid, this Max Brown, freshman? He's heavily <laughs> recruited. <laughs> I was like, damn. Like, he could, mobile, made their, good decisions. Their game this weekend is interesting now. Very. With Travis out, unfortunately, with the yeah. terrible injury. Um it's it's an interesting game, but God, if you're Florida, fourth and seventeen, yeah, dude. you know where the ball's going. Yeah, it can't go there. You mm-hmm. th- you got to make somebody different beat you than there was a convenient there was a convenient pick on that play too to get him open, but then nobody wants to talk about that. But um, well, you know the league's not going to call it. Not ne- they're never calling it in that mm-hmm. situation. Um, there's a there's a big big moment for for drink. Everybody runs that on fourth down or a third and long. It's you basically clearing out one and two, or you're clearing out three and two and bringing one on the dig. And the clear, he did his job. He ran right through, ran right over the safety that's supposed to be standing there. So that that helped him get op- that open. Um, but good for. I mean, I'd call it the same play. I mean, it's, yeah. it's what you're teaching them to do. But I was surprised they let that one go. But at the end of the day, um, and I know we're in a scoreboard business, and I know you know. It's funny to me. It's not funny. It's not the right word. It's interesting to me how there are some coaches that have been living on the right side of the coin flip, man, mm-hmm. all year long. And then you got some coaches that ha- are not living on the right side of the coin flip. Well, and we're wanting to fire. I mean, it's like guys. Well, it's, it's like drink, drink, drink a year ago. Drinkwitz a year ago. He, was on the wrong he side lost of all these games. Yeah, he was on the wrong side of. And it. this year they're winning all these games. Yeah. So people go, "What's the truth?" I'm like, "Well, it's probably in the middle." Yeah. But a year ago, like they that lost. Auburn one last year. Oh. oh my God, he just drops the ball. He just dropped it. Didn't fumble it. He dropped it. They lost like four games last season. Yeah. That they could have very easily won. Didn't they miss a long field goal last year too? Yep. To win one or mm-hmm. get somebody. And then this year, they're it's everything that they need to happen's happening for them. So yeah. it's it's the karma thing. Yeah. Yeah. It just works out. But it's there's so much parity and it's so close that these coin flip games, man, it's like some coaches are on the right side of it, some coaches aren't. And, you know, it's just it's the business we live in. But uh Max Brown, the kid that came in at Florida, the freshman, hmm, I was I was really impressed for him to come in the game in that situation 
And dude, he did not blink. Like he'd been doing it for a hundred years. Maybe he just he didn't he wasn't he wasn't he didn't know what he was doing. He was just out there. It's almost like ignorance is bliss. Uh but he's good enough, I can tell you that. It was impressive. Uh South Carolina, which I actually bet on my own money. South Carolina beats uh Kentucky 17-14 at home. They drive the uh length of the field score at the end of the game. Uh about what I thought. I thought South Carolina probably should have beat them a little worse, but they didn't. Um but uh it sets up a you know, like Jeff was telling us a couple weeks ago, South Carolina's now put some together. They got yeah. a chance to go, get bowl eligible before straight like they did wins. a year ago. Yeah. Yep. Uh be a tall task, but you never know. Uh Arkansas, we talked about briefly over FIU. Arkansas loses. For the, for those of you who are hoping that uh, Arkansas can knock Missouri out. Both running backs. Yeah, Dominion's out with a meniscus. Um, Rocket Sanders, who's just had a nightmare of a season, tore his labrum. So neither of those guys are going to be available, obviously, on uh, on thir- Friday to help you against the uh, the Tigers. All right, and then uh, and let's talk about r- real quick. Somebody brought it up on the board earlier uh, today, too. Uh and I texted you right when it happened. I said, don't watch it. Jordan Travis, I saw the injury live. I was watching it live because I guess North Alabama had jumped up on him or whatever. And I was like, is this one of those days, you know? So I flicked it on. I had it on one of the TVs, and I literally just happened to be watching it when it happened. I've it. The injury made me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Um. The hip drop tackle um, also got Mark Andrews which uh, we'll talk about in the NFL. Mark Andrews is out for the year. There's going to be a lot of push this offseason by every committee known to man about eliminating the hip drop tackle from football. I will do some forewarning here. You have to be extremely, extremely careful how you word this ruling. I do think they'll do something. I do. But when targeting was a thing, right? And you're going to remember exactly what I'm telling you this. Pete Carroll and that whole deal becomes really popular because we're teaching people how to tackle without hitting up high. We're teaching them how to gator roll and all that stuff. That This is a byproduct of that. So you can't four years ago talk about it's, it's evolutionizing, changing the safety of the game, and then throw it out four years later. When you're chasing down someone, I mean, at this point, it's very difficult. You're, you're trying to, okay, I need you to go tackle. Like in Mark Andrews' case, it's a 270-pound tight end, mm-hmm. and you're a corner or a safety trying to tackle him from behind. There's not a whole lot of options to get him down if you take if you made this rule. So you, there, there's a fine line between what what's injured. Now, what injures the people, in my opinion, it's not the hip drop tackle. It's when you grab onto them and you throw your lower half into their lower half as you go. But there's not a whole lot of options there. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. If I'm chasing down a 270-pound human being from behind, how am I supposed to get him down? Right. Okay, so you got to be very careful how you how you word this ruling or what you do because there is a – kind of like targeting. We made this, this big rule on targeting. And thank goodness, thank goodness, I actually saw two common sense no targeting calls for people lowering their head to the last second or whatever it was – you create targeting, quote unquote, by the way you rule things. You got to be very careful. Um, and I, the one of the reasons I hate targeting, period. I coach receivers, and I'd have I'd much rather my guy get a concussion going across the middle than a guy going low and losing the kid for the year with an ACL. 
I could lose him for a week with a concussion, maybe, or I'm for sure going to lose him for a year if you freaking hit him in the knees when he's running across. Yeah. So I, I just think there's some common sense we need to use there. Um, but he's he's done. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. And Logan Wilson catching a crazy amount of stuff online to the point where his wife has come out defending his pregnant wife, talking about some of the comments that people have made about her and their unborn child. People are insane. Oh, I've heard. It, it's just not that damned important. Yeah. It's really not. It's really not. It's not, it, it's, it's not important enough to threaten people's wives and children. <laughs> it's, it's just not. It doesn't mean that much. And if it does mean that much to you, you need a life. You need some help. I mean, there's just some life advice. There's just some life advice. There's just some life advice. If 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 a if a contest, an athletic contest, impacts you in such a way that you want to threaten people's wives and children, Dude, you, need, you need real help. Need so much help. It's just I don't know. Um all right, now let's jump to the NFL. You had you went two, two, and two. NFL, you had the Cowboys minus 10 and a half. They easily cover mm-hmm. 33 10. Yep. I shouldn't say they easily cover. They were not covering until the defense got involved. Uh, defense scored a couple of late touchdowns on you. I thought I was like, <laughs> I thought the Panthers, they were up, uh, was they were up 17 3 late and the Panthers scored a touchdown. I was like, Neil's going to lose his mind. But they ended up, defense ended up uh, getting that done. You couldn't have put me in a bad mood su- Sunday. Everything was good, man. Oh, your, your Thunder. Man, that was that. my guys played a one of those games on Saturday night that people will be talking about years from now when they're in the finals. Like, when did you first know? It'll be like, oh, it was a Saturday night against Golden State. <laughs> All right, you and I both had the Jaguars minus seven. Uh, they went very easily, thirty four fourteen, dominated. The Titans just the Titans not, are bad. Dude. They're bad. Jags are good. Titans are bad. Titans are bad. <clears throat> Sometimes uh, it's really that simple. The Lions, you lose this game. You had the Lions minus seven and a half. They come back on the yeah. last drive. Yeah. Uh, Bears look semi-confident. That was scary. Um, Actually, if you're a Bears fan, it was positive. Saturday was a pretty good day. Um, Fields showed some signs. Did he did. Some, did some things. Oh, Bob. Bob was all fired <clears throat> up. He said, "I cannot. No, I can no longer uh, talk about uh, Justin Fields bad anymore." He, he did some things. Um, and but you needed to lose the game for draft reasons, and uh, you needed your coaching staff to sort of butcher it. Because I'm not sure that's the right staff. But Fields is okay. Yeah. There's some building blocks there. Yep. They the lines went late. All right. The one you pushed on, you got fortune to push on this one. Mm-hmm. But you did. Titans minus uh Texans minus five. They win by five. Twenty one sixteen of the Cardinals. Cardinals had two chances to yep. score and they did not. Yep. Um and went for two and didn't get it. So my guy CJ didn't didn't have his best game, but we still won. <sighs> he I, I think he had a good game. I think he had a couple bad throws. Yeah, we're but be from, okay. a, from a big picture we're rookie gonna, standpoint, we're going to be fine. He did fine. We're going to be fine. All right. And then the one that a little bit surprising coming off a of bye, the Dolphins were minus 13 and a half. You lose this one. The Raiders. Raiders had a hot start, and that was the end. And they had a chance at the end. They had the ball in the in the yeah. air, as you like to say, yep. with a chance to tie it, and they did not. So you went two, two, and two. Um, all right. I lose the Chargers. I had the Chargers minus three. The Chargers. Austin Eckler fumbles the freaking ball at the two-god-dang-yard line. 
falls down after a handoff, gets up. I just and then they had the ball again at the end to try. And then the let me tell you, let me tell you a bust. Let me tell you a bust, a first round bust this past year. Johnson from TCU, the wide receiver that the Chargers drafted. Yeah. He's terrible. He's you give, terrible. You're giving up on him. Yes. He's got the he's got the corner beat by five yards running by himself to win the game. To win the game. And he just dropped it all by himself. To win the game. Yeah. Drops it. He he hasn't been playing well. Um he won't last very long in the NFL. All right. Another tough one. The Steelers, I had them uh, plus one. They lose 13-10 to the Browns. Uh, just can't get anything going on offense. Although Warren's a beast and can run the football with the best of them. Uh, they had their chances to win that game, too, and they did not. They played great on defense, but they just could not get any kind of drives going. Um, I have the Eagles tonight. This is my last game. I have them plus two and a half tonight. That's my bet for tonight. I like it. I think they're going to win outright. I may even play with the money line a little bit. And then the Vikings. I had them plus two and a half last night. One. Uh, they should have won that game. Josh Dobbs played his ass off, made a couple couple mistakes with pressure, but for a guy that's been there two weeks, um, he played well. They had a fumble and a pick. He got hit, forced a pick. They lose 21-20. Um, to Denver? To Denver. Yeah. So um, I think they're going to be fine moving forward. They look really good at times. They they went through uh, things that they, they look good. Uh, we talked about Mark Andrews out for the year. Our boy Joe Burrow, done for the year, Thursday night. Thursday night was rough for the old parlay because I had Burrow plus 240. He's out of the game, and then I had Mark Andrews four catches. He catches two balls in the first drive and, tear, and jacks his whole leg up. Um, in the same game, both teams losing key, key parts of their, of their team. Obviously, the quarterback's more important, but um, be interesting to see what the Bengals do moving forward at that position. Our boy will be in uniform on, on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Jake Browning's a wonderful person and that his family loves him very much. I think they're going to give him a chance to start. They should. Yeah. Obviously, A.J.'s not their quarterback of the future, but I'll be surprised if A.J.'s not playing some games. Yeah, I think they got to give him – they want to let him have a week of prep like a normal person. Browning. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens, but – Yeah, it's not fair to go, hey, they're the they're the Ravens. Have at it, champ. Good yeah. luck. No, it doesn't work, but – You got Steelers this week, so – not have, gonna be have fun. <laughs> yeah, no, they've they uh they've got some soul searching to do. This is a d- disappointing season for them. It's hey, it's part of it. We talk about this all the time. You 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 can always assume your window is open, and then find out that it got slammed shut. Yep, no doubt. All right, quickly, then we'll get to your version of life advice for the day. Yes. All right, uh, do a little since we're only doing two shows this week. We'll do a little bit of preview, um, a little bit of quasi Tuesday show on Monday. Thursday night, there's a game in Starkville, Mississippi. The Ole Miss Rebels are 10.5-point favorites at Mississippi State. I'm sure you've done all the all your pregame stuff today. Did y'all have a long one today? Uh, we had a little bit. We got Kiffin and we got players, and there was all the questions about the rivalry and blah, blah, blah. And that, that Lane doesn't do that. He's, he's. I'm like, you guys know he's not answering these questions. He, he, he doesn't. I don't think he thinks like that. I don't think he wants to embrace that. Let it go, and people can't. It's just they're going to write this. I mean, and I'm criticizing myself. As soon as we finish, I'm going to finish an Ashanti (laughs) Sistrunk story where he talks about this game's different. And to him, it is. To him, it is. But 
when you build it, a roster of portal guys that are from all over the world, it doesn't. It's just a game to them. Yes. When and you recruit people from the state of Mississippi, if you're from the state of Mississippi, it, it means something to you. Sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, it's the no, same no. thing in Auburn, Alabama game. Yeah. If you're from Alabama, that game's a big deal. But if you're not, yeah, I mean, it's not. Peyton Thorne, the game. Peyton Thorne's not going. He to doesn't s- give two shits. No, it's another just, game. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, so I think I think the portal changes some of that. Um, and I think you're going to see more teams go heavy in the portal. Um, I mean, you know, we just talked about Arkansas again. We talked started with Pittman. I know for a fact that one of the things that happened over the last week was that a lot of money got infused into their NIL for football. Well, that will help. You know, it's kind of like, hey, be a good soldier, say the right things, but I got to have more money. And so you're going to see that around the country. And as that happens, is my point, the rivalry games don't quite get the juice inside the buildings that maybe the fans want them to have. For Ole Miss, the motivation this week is to get to 10 wins. Yeah, it's to it's to uh, keep alive their chances at an access bowl. It's to make the Citrus Bowl the floor. It's to keep alive your chance of finishing in the top ten in the rankings. Mm-hmm. To keep alive the chances of of winning eleven for the first time in the school's history. That's the bowl I always want to play in, by the way. Our coach Citrus. Yeah, because I I've wanted covered to take it my, a few times. I wanted to take my kids and go to Disney World for free. So it's <laughs> yeah. So it's it's all those things, right? It's those things. Yeah. So it's not it's not the Egg Bowl. It's that. It's get those things, and so you know. For it means a lot to the to the fans, the especially the older fans. Of course, more to the older fans than the younger fans. Um, but I know it's a big game. Don't get yeah, me wrong, no, big no, game no. for for both sides. Yeah, I'm not minimizing it. I'm just saying I think the, the there's a, a media narrative to make it about something that it's really not yeah. about. It's about the, the narrative si- has changed in the last seven mm. to ten years. Yeah, and really in the last three. Yeah. The portal's totally changed everything. Correct. And so for Ole Miss, the motivation this this week is to get to 10, get a chance to get to 11, finish in the top 10, and go into next season as a contender for the playoff. That's that's it. Yep. Um, I'm going to give you a little preview since it's on a short week here. Uh, I'm betting this game. Okay. I'm betting this game, and it's not what you think I'm betting. And I got a really good feeling on this one. I guess can I go ahead and say it since we're going yeah. to say um, I'm going to take the under at 55 uh, and a half. That's kind of where I thought you were going. And I'm going to do it right now before the line changes and all that stuff. Okay. Um, it's going to be cold Thursday night. What it's is gonna the be, It's going to be in the 40s, low 40s. Chance of rain. It's going to be raining Thursday. Um, chance of rain and it's going to be cold, which is a different environment that both teams have played in really this year. Um. I don't care if the Williams kids plays or not. Ole Miss's offensive line is beat up. Um, and, you know, I watched the Ole Miss-ULM game for what it was. You know, it was what it was. But Ole Miss is a little bit fortunate they played ULM on Saturday too. Um, because if you start out that sleepy against a quality opponent, it could have been a lot different. And they probably the wouldn't have. Right. I mean, they, they knew who I, they I, were. Yeah. I shouldn't say a quality opponent. If they would have played if they'd have played New Mexico State, they'd had their attention pretty quick. So Thursday night right now, as of this moment <clears> – <throat> 2.47 p.m. on Monday, uh, Thursday night. Mostly cloudy skies, low of 39. Winds light and variable. 24% chance of uh, scattered precipitation. I think it's going to be raining during that day, though, if I looked at it right. Is that correct? Uh, right morning? now, just a 7% chance. Okay. Uh, Thursday during the day in Starkville, 57 intervals of clouds and sunshine. High of 57. Winds light and variable. 7% chance of uh, 
precipitation. Yeah. Um, now, I don't think there's any chance that Mississippi State covers the line unless it is under. I don't think this is going to be some shootout that they cover. I think this is a low-scoring game. I say relatively under 55 and a half. Um, and I think Mississippi State has to shorten the game to have a chance to win. Yeah. So agreed. Um, I, I like the under too. I, I think it. I think it's under. And Ole Miss's offensive line problems are going. I mean, ooh, they don't have a lot of depth. Starting to show a little bit. All right. Oh, um, for sure. Missouri's minus seven and a half at Arkansas. I was kind of laying off this game until the running backs were. I love this game. As soon as I heard the running backs were out, it makes me like Missouri. I think Missouri. I think Missouri wins really big. Um, I think it's one of the reasons they did what they did now, as opposed to waiting till the Missouri game happens, and then, and then you do it when people are pissed off. Yeah. Now you you get it took over. Took the emotion with. out of yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. But I think I, I love Missouri minus the seven and a half. Uh, Oregon State's at Oregon. Um, should be a good game. I think they. I think Oregon State probably covers the line here. Yeah, I can see it. Um, although they're trying to win both the Heisman, so uh, the big game: Ohio State number two versus number three. Ohio State is at Michigan. Ohio mm-hmm. State is getting three and a half. Mm-hmm. Kind of. If it stays over three, I'm 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 inclined to take Ohio State. I think it's a field goal game either way. I don't think somebody's beating somebody by a touchdown. What's the over under on this? I hadn't looked at it yet. I don't, whatever it is, I don't hate. Uh, the, I don't hate the under. Yeah, there's going to be a defensive game for sure. Um, I just think Michigan's the better team. I just don't think Michigan can line up and run it against this defense like they've done everybody right, else. Right. That's my only thing. And that puts it in McCaffrey. What's his name's hands? And McCarthy. McCarthy. He's just not a very good quarterback. It's funny people want him for a Heisman Trophy. All a joke. No, he's not a Heisman. All right, Kentucky at Louisville. Louisville getting seven. Um. <sighs> This is a weird game. Louisville's giving seven. Yes. Yes. What did I say, getting? You said getting, at which point I was going to jump at it. <laughs> no, this is a game. Stoops kind of has Louisville's number over the years. They've always won this game. They've been getting after them. Yeah, this ain't the same Kentucky team as the last few years. Something's off. Eh. You got, yeah, something's off. Eh. They not. They don't They don't look the same. I'm interested in this one. Okay. A lot of people are. A lot of people on the Kentucky side of this. It's a different style of play than they've seen in a long – that they usually don't see. And they when they do see it, when people line up, run at them, and play good defense, it's usually a closer game. So I'm, I'm tempted to take Kentucky in the points on this one. All right, Texas A&M at uh, LSU. LSU is laying 10.5. I just don't want to touch it. If I did, I would probably go the LSU side because they're, they're trying to – they're scoring a lot of points. They are Dude, a rolling ball of butcher knives on <laughs> offense right now. And A&M's bad enough on defense to get lit up. But I'd... If they had an average defense... LSU? Yes. Oh, they'd be in the playoffs. They're so good on offense, man. They'd be in the playoffs. They're so good on offense. Because they would have beaten Alabama with an average defense. Average. With an average defense, they would have beaten Bama. They're so good on with offense. With an average defense, they would have beaten Ole Miss. There's, I don't know. Who would have beat them? Georgia. They haven't played them. Yeah, but that's who would beat them. Next week. <laughs> yeah, they'd yeah. be in Atlanta. Yeah. But they don't have an average defense. It's 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 substandard. All right, Vandy at Tennessee. Tennessee's laying 27. Lay them. All of them. Dude, can I, can I say something here? What a worst week. Is there a worst week in America to have a bye week when you're not having a good season 
than the week before Mm-mm. Thanksgiving, and you're two and nine. And what do you even tell the kids? I mean, they're going home, dude. They're freaking. Yeah, they're checked out. They're so checked out. It's done. It's over. Um, and it's at Tennessee. And you're at the one place that can't work the portal. And Tennessee has needs to win this game. Yeah. Oh. For perception. Or, I just go back not, to not last winning. season. They need to dominate. I go back to last season when uh, Hooker was out. He'd gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. And Vanderbilt was winning. Vanderbilt had some momentum. And Tennessee just. <laughs> I mean, just, just, it was like, it was just brutal. And I, I can't get that out of my head. So I'm not going to be cute here. If I have to pick this game, I'm just laying points. Because there's no match athletically for Tennessee. And Tennessee's going to want to win this. All right, Grind, here we go. The Alabama Crimson Tide are traveling to Jordan-Hare Stadium. They're laying 15 points on the road at Auburn. It's a lot of points. But, boy, this is a mismatch. I don't – like, somebody asked me about this earlier today. Everybody's like, oh, well, they play them close at Auburn. All right, so let me – we got we lost a kick six game right at Auburn. You did, and it was a huge upset. But people forget that Auburn team that beat us in kick six. That was a huge upset. They actually played for the national championship game that year. Yeah, so they were a good team. Yeah, this Auburn team no. was not playing for the national championship. No, no. When in this game, when Alabama's supposed to win, usually they win pretty convincingly. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, like and Bama's playing really high level football right like now. Like Alabama can be good if Auburn's good. Okay, Auburn like when Gus was there and he had some, like now. Okay, okay, you're gonna laugh at what I'm about to say. Saban's the best, no question. But Saban has had some teams that when they play that Chattanooga game, they kind of screw around for a while. And they eventually figure it out. Like, okay, let's go do it after Nick's had a coronary on the sideline. Rough week in the building, boss. And he's thrown shit. But, like, Saban's going to have a hard time finding anything wrong with what happened Saturday. They walked out of the out of the gate and just blitzkrieged them. They were locked in for Chattanooga. That team's locked. They, Alabama is the danger team right now. Dude. Alabama, Alabama's the danger team right now. You know, hot take. They're the only team in America that can challenge Georgia right now. I completely agree. So I'm saying yeah. Alabama's the danger team right now, and they may not make the playoff. I mean, we're sitting here a week away from. If they beat Georgia, they got to let them in, right? Yeah, though they're in twelve and one. I, I, I think you leave Georgia in. You get two in that I, way. I don't know what's the rest of the of the yeah. scenario. It's well, right now it's. I mean, it's just Washington. If Washington's undefeated, they're in. What do you do with Florida State if they go undefeated and they don't have Jordan Travis? What do you do with them? They, they still have to go in, right? The four-team thing is so bad. And then what do you do <laughs> then? What's okay. happen this year? What do you do if <laughs> so? What do you do if Texas is twelve and one and they win the Big Twelve? They beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa, head yeah, to head. They did it. Everybody goes, well, that was early. Well, that's not ten- that's not Texas's fault. They played. They played on the night that the damn thing was scheduled. Well, we're not going to have to worry about it, Neil. Do you know why? You think Texas is losing this week? Because Saturday night, the Florida State Seminoles are six and a half point favorites, and they're traveling two games full. Florida's going to beat them outright. Yeah, I can see it. Florida's going to beat them outright at home. Well, I've been saying this for weeks now. This damn thing always works itself. It does. Out. I, I'm, that's what I'm counting on. This is part of the, <laughs> the equation. I'm counting on the 
football guys. So I was talking to a friend of mine. I don't care. I guess I can't really hide it. I was talking to Maryland today. Okay. And we were talking. I was like, we were just talking about the game, buddy, that's coaches at Maryland. I was like, you know what? I said, I thought you were going to get them there for a minute. I said, you know what? I said that I don't know how much of the game you got to see, but they called Leah for a uh, uh, intentional grounding in the end zone. I said, that was a bullshit intentional grounding call. He, like, short-hopped the guy in the flat. It was under pressure, but short-hopped the guy in the flats or whatever, and they call intentional grounding the end zone safety or whatever. They were on down five or whatever it was. But he's like, you know what he said? He goes, man, you know they was trying to get that undefeated Ohio State. You knew Ohio State, Michigan State was going to be undefeated on Fox at 11 o'clock on Saturday. They wasn't letting us win that game. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it has a way of working itself out, Neil. It does. It does. All right, Clemson's. Seven-point favorites at South Carolina. Interesting line. What's your gut there? I think Clemson covers. Uh, my gut is Clemson because Clemson's playing really well right now. They, they Probably going to be the last game for Dabo Swinney at Clemson. Because you think he's going to Texas a and I think he's going somewhere else. I do. Really? I do. <laughs> tell, tell what, what league? <laughs> SEC. <laughs> In the state of Texas, to be 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 specific, you think he's going to Texas? I, Texas ain't him. I do. Oh, that's what I said. I know. I'm just okay. being funny. I do until until it until it doesn't happen. That's where that's where my okay. That's where I'm at. All right, Georgia's twenty three and a half point favorites. Lay them, Georgia Tech. Lay them. Really? Yeah, lay them. They're they're on fire. Georgia Tech's playing really well. Kudos to them, by the way. Brent Key and those guys have had a great year, but it, it is not their fault. Are they bowl eligible? I think so. Now I got to look it up because I'm I'm legitly. Don't they have six? They're six and five. They are six and five. I was just yeah. looking at. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, great year. But they're not ready for this. Locked in Georgia. Look, Ole Miss is not a bad football team. I think we we, we agree on that. If what? Ole Miss is no. not a bad football team. Good Ten- team. Tennessee is not a bad football team. No. Back to back weeks, locked in Georgia, fully healthy Georgia, just mauled them both. <laughs> okay, that's about Georgia. It's not about Ole Miss and Tennessee. It's not about Ole Miss and Tennessee. It's not. It's about Georgia. And if Georgia plays like that, locked in, healthy, dude, it's over. You're not beating them. If Georgia plays like that, Alabama can't beat them. And I think Alabama right now is the second best team in the country today. Yes, I agree. But I do think there's a gap from one to two. Agree. All right, Neil. All right, that's all life I got. advice. We'll, we're going and we'll be quick with this, but I'm gonna you going to do your JFK? Yep. All right. I'm giving Tyler some life advice today. Presented by State Farm agent Cole Waters. Appreciate He's licensed you, Cole. in auto, home, life, health, business, and pet insurance for the whole state of Georgia. Contact Cole at 706-525-7850. You can also find him at colewatersinsurance.com. On Friday, it's my off day. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm going. I'm going to try to look at you with a straight face. I said, "All right, Tyler and I had a conversation about the JFK assassination. Tyler is a JFK assassination buff far more than I am, and I'm pretty much of one." Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know, I watched this documentary on Amazon Prime called JFK X." And I said, "What was it about?" <laughs> and that's where I lost you. <laughs> <laughs> He said, it was really good. It made me really think. And I said, what was it about? I didn't want to tell you. And he said, well, 
President Kennedy faked his own death. And I said, you're out of your freaking mind. He said, oh, you got to watch it. If you watch it, it's going to like Tyler. He was the president of the United States of America. His brain blew up in mm -hmm. front of all these people. People saw it. It's on a film. Mm -hmm. It's He disappeared. They buried him. It was bad. We had a funeral and everything. Mm -hmm. And Tyler's like, yeah, you just got to watch this. Yeah, watch it. So I did. <laughs> it's like Ben Mullis sent you, by the way. <laughs> I did. I laughed out loud. So I watched it. JFKX. I paid $2. I paid $2. You did. You paid me back. <laughs> I paid $2 and gave up two hours of my time. I watched the first half of it on Friday afternoon. Oh, so you didn't even watch <sighs> the last half of it before you started complaining? Um. I came back from the basketball game on Friday night. Okay. <laughs> you just I, had to get more of it? <laughs> I, I, I said, nope, we're going to do this. So I, I poured some bourbon into a glass, and I walked into that room, and I turned it on. Still didn't make any better sense. I got comfy. There was not enough bourbon to make that <laughs> realistic. So the, the theory that this person has, and he's a Hollywood person who studied sound effects and side of film effects and those Pruder film is spiced and Kennedy you know when the first shot when he goes to his head he's actually grabbing a what do they call it a squib a squib and a squib is something they use in movies when someone is quote shot in the movie because in the movie obviously you're not really shooting the people but you need the blood and things mm -hmm. to happen so the theory is Kennedy puts the squib on his face and Jacqueline Kennedy, the former first lady of our country, his, his late wife, she's now passed away, God rest her soul. She pulls essentially a string. Mm -hmm. That's how they, they worked back then before. To, yeah, now they can do the squibs remotely. Yeah. But then she pulled the string and that made the squib <clears throat> explode on his face. They raced him to the hospital. On the way to the hospital, <clears throat> they had previously killed J.D. Tippett, yep. who's a Dallas police officer. Whose nickname was? JFK. Because he, he did have some similarity to, to the president. Yeah. They, on the ride, switched Kennedy and Tippett, their bodies, mm -hmm. to put Tippett's dead body in the seat with Jacqueline Kennedy and Clint Hill, the secret service agent. And they Kennedy somehow, some way got into the trunk and hid. So that they could do the autopsy on Tippett who was and Kennedy who was having an affair. Kennedy was a known philanderer. Kennedy, who was having an affair with a uh, Washington sort of uh, social, lobbyist. socialite. Lobbyist, socialite. Maybe so. Yeah. Um, he, he wanted to be with her. And, uh, ha and less than a year later, she was murdered in Washington, yet there was some suspicion that she wasn't really murdered. And so <laughs> Kennedy presumably, and this uh, lady. lady lived at 
one of Aristotle Onassis's islands happily ever after, presumably until they died because Kennedy had some health issues and his time on this earth was already limited and he didn't want to live it out in the white house. That was the theory. So here's my life advice. <laughs> Get help. <laughs> All right. You know, I don't believe this theory, right? You know that, right? This is not, so people are going to be like, this guy's crazy. I don't believe that theory. <laughs> I got other information out of it. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, all right. Like they like. lost me when they started the whole squib thing. Okay. Uh, they lost me. Okay, good, good. Okay. Cause I, cause I, I was, I gotta be honest. I had poured the second glass and at that point they're deep into the squib thing. And I went, the show was really I'm good. Like, it, it was interesting until, until they did then. the squib thing. And then I was like, wait, Tyler, no, no, no. You, you, there's no way you really believe this Tyler. No, there's no way. Uh-uh. Okay. I don't. I, that helps me. Okay. Yeah. I Cause don't. I was like, I'm worried about my friend right now. <laughs> no. I don't believe the squib thing. The sh- the movie was really good, or documentary was really good. Like they just pulled this squib thing. Like it's the end of the movie. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. go! What the hell? Whoa, stop! Like it was such a good documentary yeah. until the last thirty minutes when he starts talking about this squib, and I'm he lost me right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now that was the that was the bridge where they just jumped off. What I got out of it is they cleaned up the Zapruder film. And being able to see it more clearly, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't do, I, I right, doing right, all the script right. thing. That part was good. Um, talking about uh, the phone call that I had not heard between Jacqueline Kennedy and see, President I didn't Johnson. read anything into that. That, that was, was not, a few a, days. That was later. a weird freaking it, phone call. Well, he dude. was a weird dude. That was a weird. You don't make that. You don't have that tone or that conversation. Mm, no. with, that was a weird phone call. It was a weird phone call. But she, I believe, in that phone call was trying to just be gracious and respectful to the president of the United States. That's still not a phone call that no, occurs. No. That what, something was weird about it that. It was inappropriate on his end. Yes, completely. Like he was hitting on her. Yes. And I think she was just being respectful. I, th- I think I she sounded like someone who couldn't wait to get off the phone. There were a couple of very awkward laughs and 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 things. She she knew what was going on there and she was getting off the phone. Like I suspect when she got off the phone, I would have loved to have known who's around her because she very likely said, you are not going to believe what just happened. Yeah, that was I mean, odd. this was like five, six days after the funeral. Yeah, within a week. Yeah, that was, was bizarre. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't read into that that she was, uh, that she was over the grief. And, and here's the thing. I've read way too many people, including the most recent Secret Service agent who came forward who said one of the reasons that he got out of the business completely at the age of 28 was because he spent the next six months on her detail and he couldn't take it. She was so devastated that she was crying all the time and that she was just, just, just inconsolable, totally disconsolate. And, and that it was more than he could handle because of the guilt that he felt from being in Dallas and seeing what happened and all of that. So, well, my official where I'm at right now, and it will be very difficult to change my opinion of mm-hmm. what I'm at, all yeah. kidding aside. Yeah. Is with all these documents, like Trump, Trump was gonna mm-hmm. I'm coming in there, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna release these documents. He yep. read the documents, decided not to release them. Yep. Okay. There is a reason that those documents have not been released. Period. Yes. And there's only one plausible explanation. And I'm being dead serious. Yes. I've been I, I showed you the pictures earlier. Uh-huh. I've been there, I've seen where everything's like ground level, where everything's at. Yes. 
you cannot convince me that there wasn't a conspiracy. As far when I say conspiracy, more than one shooter. You cannot. You're patronizing I agree me, with in you. my opinion. They waited till he was in a in a there, crossfire. There, you just don't make. If you're Lee Harvey Oswald, there's more. There's other opportunities to make that shot. Yes. All right. And so, uh, and the reason they they have, I believe, and after you know, you listen to the phone call because that was that kind of put another stamp on after listening to that documentary. I firmly believe that there was a uh, a successful coup of the presidency of the United States by our own government and people in the in line. After I agree. The, the Cuban Missile Crisis, the Bay mm-hmm. of Pigs, yeah. how the – if you go back and watch – have you seen the movie 13 Days with Kevin Costner? I have not. It's a very good movie. and actually, You would actually enjoy that. Okay. 13 Days. That's not – as a legit movie. Okay. You will enjoy it. It's All on right. Amazon too. Okay. I'll, I'll Venmo you the money. All right. Um, really good movie. Um, it's about the Cuban Missile Crisis. But you see how the and, – and you've heard all the time how the generals were, were trying to set him up to go invade because they wanted to get – they screwed up the Bay of Pigs. They wanted to invade and get it over with, but they there was a successful coup of the presidency of the United States, and that and they know that, and they don't want that out because of this, the distrust it would put in the government at a time when when you distrust is yeah. at an all time high. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it was it was hell for so long because the people were still alive. They wanted to wait. All those people were dead before they released it. Well, now you can't because of the distrust it would put in the government. I think there was a successful coup of the president of the United States. Kyle, thank you for the super chat. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have any thoughts on the Hawaii fires. Was it? Done I don't long? know I, enough. I, about I, it. I don't know enough about it to dive into all that. I mean, I, I just don't. I mean, I, I don't. All right, we're gonna wrap there. Uh, I got, I got stuff to do. So does Tyler. Uh, we got a busy uh, Monday. We'll come back on Wednesday. We'll make our picks. Probably have a fairly quick pre-Thanksgiving show. Again, thanks to our friends at Rain. Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. So uh, check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Oh, I'm 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 getting text messages. I was all confused. Gotcha. Cooper Chevrolet chat's been hot. I was glad to see Grind back in the Cooper Chevrolet chat off of his weekend. It's okay, Grind. It's going to get better. War Eagle, Bada Geta to all the Auburn fans that came on to listen today. It'll be okay. Line up and play Alabama, and then you'll forget about last week. Cooper Chevrolet chat is hot. It's Black Friday every day in November at Cooper Chevrolet in Anniston. Cooper's just received a huge new truckload of brand-new Chevy Tahoes and Silverado pickups in every trim with over 200 new Chevys, Buicks, and quality pre-owned, many with the extended warranty backed by Car Bravo. Cooper is sure to have the right vehicle at the right price. Check out East Alabama's best selection today at cooperchevrolet.com. Talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks for being here. Take care. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.